I'm pumped to be here with you guys. Um, God has just taught me so much through the study in Ephesians. And uh, man, I just, I just hope that he shows some stuff to you as well. Um, it's, it's super cool that, you know, anytime we invest um, into the word of God and, and we're seeking him out in his word, it's just, it, it's cool how he always provides opportunities in our life uh, for us to apply what we're learning. Um, and so in Ephesians, it was a great study for me because, um, you know, I had the opportunity to, to see some old friends for a wedding and also my, my father that, that came into town. And uh, man, it just gave me a, a focus on what my goal is and, and who I need to be. Because um, I know they don't know the Lord. And, and man, like I, I had to be, you know, um, man, I just had to be on fire for the Lord and, and keep my eyes on Him and what I was there to do. And my, my job was to show them the light of Christ. Um, and that was an awesome thing. It was cool. So, you know, I hope the Lord uses this in your life as well. So uh, I titled this, Are You Walking the Walk? Uh, it's kind of like the knockoff version, I guess, of what Nick did a couple <laughs> weeks ago of, of Walking Correct. Um, but, you know, hopefully you get something out of it. So I titled it Walking the Walk because, you know, there's a lot to be said about the way a person walks or carries himself. You know, if, if you've ever been to the T County Fair, uh, you'll find out real quick that it is super entertaining to, to people watch. You know, and you can find out a lot of, about a person uh, and what they're into by the way they carry themselves, or the way they act, the way they walk. So, you know, you might see uh, a guy walking down the road and he's got a big cowboy hat, you know, some, some boots with spurs on them and, and talking with a slang, dancing like this, you know. But uh, he, he's probably really into horses and country music, you know. And, and then you also might see a guy. Who's, who's got a big mohawk, big spiked mohawk, and some gauges so big that you can probably put your fist through them. Um, and you, you could take a good guess that he's either really into heavy metal, or he probably works there, and is <laughs> <laughs> works there, and uh, he's probably running one of the rides that you put your small children onto. But, yeah, right. <laughs> You know, so, um, but, you know, I could probably guess at some of the things you guys are into in here. You know, you look around, sometimes you see football jerseys. I, I don't, so that doesn't work. But, you know, some of you guys are also uh, probably into sports. Uh, some of you are probably really into your, your schooling and education, and you can usually tell them apart because uh, you're a little more well-organized. You know, you might have your Bible with your dividers in it and some, some colored pens. Um, and then some of you probably didn't even grab a handout on the way in here. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I myself was, was really into wrestling and, you know, through high school and, and college, and that was awesome. Um, but, you know, I, I want you guys to think about some things. I want you to think about what you're passionate about. All right, now, if you got something in your head, you know, that you're thinking about, what do you really like, what are you into, what are you passionate about? Uh, now I want you guys to ask yourself, do you identify yourself with that thing? Is, is that desire and that passion of yours something that you have made your identity? You know, I, I uh, look at our current state of our, our culture and our society, and I believe that according to the Bible, God is telling us that we have an identity crisis. You know, this, this identity crisis in our culture has manifested itself in the extremes of gender confusion, but it's also a very present issue within our Christian circles. 
You know, we're, we're born again, blood-bought, saved people, placing our identities in, in all the wrong things and not Jesus Christ. You know, I, I've experienced this in my own life. You know, I was claiming to be a Christian, but yet I was placing my identity into my activities and my career path and in my social life. And uh, when it came to, to walk in the walk of a Christian, the world could have ident- identified me as anything but a follower of Jesus Christ. But, you know, I, I think this is a very real battle that, that many of us Christians fight every single day. You know, but we can have victory in this battle through Jesus Christ and his word. Ephesians is an, is an awesome book where God teaches us so much about our identity in Christ. He teaches us, you know, God shows us who we used to be uh, and who we are now. God uh, shows us what we used to do and what we should be doing now that were placed in Jesus Christ. So our, our passage we'll be digging into tonight is Ephesians 5, 8 through 14. And it reads as follows. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. So uh, let's just pray, you know, ask for God to make our hearts right with him and just to bless our time in the word. Uh, Lord God, I I thank you so much just for this opportunity to to be in your word, uh, to hear from you. Um, just to, to further grow in the knowledge of you so that we can just refine our lives to be more like you. Um, I just, you know, I, I pray for souls tonight to be one, and, and I pray for us to just be uh, sanctified. And, and man, Lord, like, I, I, we just want to be used. Um, you're deserving of it. You're deserving of the glory, God. And so I just pray uh, that this message would, would hit home with us tonight, Lord, and, and that we would just be listening to what you might have for us. We love you. We thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, our main point uh, for our passage tonight is, in, in order to live out our identity as children of light and be undeniably different than this world, we must deny fellowship with darkness, walk in the way that is acceptable to God, and wake up to the purpose and calling the Lord has laid on our lives. So, it, it seems self-explanatory, but I think it's important for us to understand what light is and what light isn't. So, you know, we learn in our sixth grade science class that uh, darkness is the absence of light. So John 11.10 says, But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. You know, the the same is true for our life spiritually. You know, we we need to recognize that we don't have any light in and of ourselves. It, It doesn't matter how good we are or how many, thing, how many good things we think we do. We just don't have it in us. We're darkness. So unless, unless you follow Jesus, that statement will always remain true for you. John eight twelve says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Man, G- Jesus is the, the light. And the only source of it. 
Jesus is the only source of light. If you're not saved, then you're going to go through life stumbling. You know, everyone that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ is blind and walking in darkness. So in order to get the light, you have to be saved. But I want you guys to know that, that getting the light and becoming a child of light is a simple thing. You just have to believe that Jesus died for your sins and was buried and rose again from the grave. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if you haven't been saved, man, I, I, I beg of you to make that decision tonight. It's the best thing you could ever do for your life. And, and if you have any questions, you know, you can, you can talk to Nick. You can talk to uh, your leader in your small groups. Talk to me. Pull us aside. There's nothing that would make us happier than to sit down with you and, and show you in the Bible, and God's Word, how to get saved and how to become a child of light. So when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, God gives you the Holy Spirit. And, and that is the only thing that allows us to have light. And when you have Jesus Christ as that light, it gives you the ability to show others that are living in darkness who God is. So point one, have no fellowship with darkness. Ephesians 5.11 reads, And have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather approve them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. We have to be weary of the people we hang out with. So growing up, you know, my mama always told me, you are who you hang out with. So if, if you're hanging out with Jesus every day and you're hanging out in his word, you're golden. But if you're stinking hanging out with the goons, you're going to become one. You know, but back when I wasn't living right, I was always hanging out with my old wrestling buddies. And, and if we weren't, you know, hard at practice, we were partying hard. And, and it didn't matter how much I wanted to try and be different. The, the more I hung out with the old homies, the more I was being dragged back into that old sin and, and that God was just calling me to be separate from. How is the world ever going to see the light of Christ in you when you're hanging around the same old friend group, doing the same old things that aren't pleasing to God? So, you know, you got a whole group of people here, of friends, that you can hang out with that, that can edify you. You can edify each other. So this doesn't just apply to our friend groups. Um, but this also applies to the, the warm and fuzzy relationships, if you know what I'm saying. So 2 Corinthians 6.14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what, shall, what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? So a yoke is what a farmer would put on their oxen to link them together to be able to pull and plow the field in unison. You know, and, and us Christians make this mistake all the time. I know I have in my life in the past. You know, we, we hitch ourselves to a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, or a spouse that is either unsaved or doesn't want to serve the Lord in the same capacity that we do. You know, and we end up paying for it. So, many times in the Bible, an ox is a picture of the servant of the Lord. And uh, I'll tell you right now, looking out there, uh, some of you be looking like an ox, for real. So, uh, and I'll leave that up to you to determine whether that's a, uh, a diss or a compliment. So, but yeah, so uh, if, 
don't be going to trying to pick up the, the Christian ladies by telling them they look like an ox. I promise you, I promise you it won't work. Right? <laughs> uh, but we're all like oxen. We should be working shoulder to shoulder with others to plow the field and do the work of the Lord's ministry. If, if you were to link an ox to a, a stubborn rhinoceros, the work of plowing a field would never get done. You'd just be spinning in circles the whole time. So if, if any of you uh, knew Mark Trotter, he would always say, choose your spouse or your future spouse wisely because that decision could possibly hinder you from ministry for the rest of your life. So Romans 13, 12, and 14 say, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So Romans 13 is telling us to cast off the works of darkness and put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. We have to make a, a conscious decision every single day to cast off the unfruitful works of darkness and put on Jesus Christ. You know, it's, it's just like putting on your shoes every morning. You got to wake up. You got to make the decision to put on Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. So I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I, I can tell. I know when, when I start getting bad thoughts and my flesh wants to, to pop its ugly head back up. So those are the critical moments when I have to decide to deny my thoughts and not place myself in a position that provides opportunity for me to fulfill those lustful thoughts. If you have to stay away from, from the old friends because you know you'll be tempted to fall back into your old ways, then just stay away from them. If, if you have to only hang out with your girlfriend or boyfriend in public because if, if you're alone, you know you'll be tempted, then just do it. Just go, to, go into a public space. If you have to put, literally put on running shoes and go for a run because of your intrusive thoughts, then just do it. You know, this isn't a Nike commercial, but they got something right. You just do it. Do the things you know to do. So First uh, John 1.6 says, If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. You may call yourself a Christian, but are you lying? Are your actions and the way you walk telling this lost world something different? Point two, uh, go walk the walk. Ephesians 5.8 says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So we need to acknowledge that, that there are dangers in a bad walk. And you can see that in, in Jeremiah 7, 23 through 24. But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my people. And walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. But they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and in the imaginations of their evil heart, and went backward and not forward. So look at what happened to Israel. They chose to walk after their, their sinful imaginations, and they ended up going backwards. And for us, you know, the only way back for us is darkness. And we shouldn't want anything to do with that old man, with that old life. But I want to make something very clear to you guys. 
once you get saved, you cannot lose your salvation. You are eternally secure. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't slide backwards and, and hinder your relationship with the Lord um, and even his, even his ability to use you. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know, until Jesus comes back, we live in these crappy flesh suits. It's not cool all the time. But that doesn't mean that we have to obey and listen to our flesh. You know, and I can't wait until Jesus comes back and we get our glorified bodies and we don't have to fight this every single day. But, you know, until then, God says we can have victory in it. So we need to do that. And according to, to 2 Corinthians 10, we must cast down every imagination and take every thought captive. And when you study out the word imagination in the Bible, most, if not always, it's usually negative. Uh, and it's negative because it refers to the wicked and sinful desires of man's heart. So when our thoughts and our feelings don't line up with what the Word of God says, then we need to cast them out. So this is why it's so crucial for us to be in God's Word and, and know what God's Word says. We, we have to be able to compare what's going on inside our heads to what the Word of God says, to what the Bible says. So now let's look at how to have an acceptable walk. So in our main passage, Ephesians 5.10, it says, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. So Romans 12.2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, we, we prove what is acceptable by the renewing of our minds and being transformed from that old dark man into a sanctified new man that can glorify God. So, so how do we renew our minds and be transformed then? And, and we do it through God's word, which is God's manual for our life. I mean, he created us. I mean, he, how would he not know exactly what we need and when we need it? Need it? And, and that, he's, we got a Bible for that, man. So... 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Man, study. Study to show thyself approved. A workman, someone that puts in work. We, we prove what is acceptable to God by being a workman and studying his word. If we're lazy in doing this work, you know, our, our faith can become stagnant. And, you know, we'll, we'll just stay baby Christians our whole life. And we'll just keep getting beat up by this world over and over and over again. But this book right here, man, this, this book is supernatural. It's supernatural and it gives us the ability to live a life so bright that this lost world could never or couldn't possibly mistaken us for being darkness. So when you're walking in the spirit as a child of light, people will be able to see the goodness and righteousness and truth of Jesus Christ. And that is just our entire purpose. That is our entire purpose as a Christian, to lead people to Jesus Christ. 
So point three, wake up and stop sleepwalking. Ephesians 5.14, wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Wake up. We, we have to wake up. Like Jesus Christ willingly suffered and died for us. Why are we wasting our time on activities that have zero chance in leading someone to the Lord? I know us sitting down and watching Honey Boo Boo on Netflix ain't leading anybody to the Lord. And, and why are we wasting our time consuming vain and pointless social media when we should be consuming the word of God, which is eternal? It lasts forever. Unlike the TikTok videos that we sit down and watch for hours that only last for 35 seconds. We got to wake up. Romans 13, 11 through 12. And that knowing the time, that now is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Jesus is coming back and he's coming back very soon. You know, when Jesus comes back, should, he should be finding us doing what he's called us to do. I don't, I don't want Jesus to come back and, and find me wasting my life away being selfish. So, man, I want you guys to listen to what Jesus commissions the Apostle Paul to do. In Acts 26, 18. It says, to open, their, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So let's get busy. Let's get busy with the mission of winning souls and, and turning people from the power of Satan to the power of God. Satan wants nothing more than, than to keep the light of Christ suppressed by keeping us occupied and entertained with vanities. So in conclusion... You know, in order for us to live out our identity of cho as children of light, we have to stop fellowshipping with darkness. And we have to fight our sinful flesh and renew our minds daily with the word of God. And if we don't wake up, we'll miss out on our purpose in shining lights, shining as lights in this dark world. So I want to close out with just this awesome verse in Matthew. And, and man, this is, a, this is a good one. And then we'll, we'll pray and break up into small groups. Matthew five fourteen through 16. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let's pray. Uh, Lord God, I, I thank you for your word. Uh, I thank you for the time spent in it. Um, man, you, you do have a supernatural book, God, and I'm just so grateful um, that we can come to you every single day uh, with, with every aspect of life, and you got answers for us, God. And, and I, I, I thank you for your son dying on the cross for us to just make that relationship that we can have now, Lord. And, man, I, I'm so blessed for that. And I just pray that um, we would just take heed to your word, that we'd go out, uh, recognize that we have a job to do, Lord, and that, you know, we need to just focus on the eternal things and not the temporal. Um, thank you for just even allowing us to serve you, God. 
you're good and you deserve the glory from everything. We praise you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.